Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Where is the accent? You should, uh, given um, this is he- the special get, America, uh, 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 given this is the special America podcast, I feel like you should at least say hello in, Amer- in an American hello, accent. Hello, hi, how are you? That's oh, shit. The oh, you, no, you like that? that. Was, you think that's good? That yeah, was pretty good. Hi, from America. And hi to Franco, who's joining us for this special little mini episode. Hello, Franco. You will remember G'day, Franco guys. is our little, oh, he's not little, he's a grown man. <laughs> he's, our, um, he's our digital producer and he's jumping on today. He felt like saying hello. Normally he just stays in his little corner. I and usually just, just yeah, leave myself on mute, usually, yeah. but not today. Not I'm today. I'm curious today. About, about your American adventures. Uh, yes, so welcome. This is not this is not your regularly scheduled podcast, but it is, no. uh, it's a little mini we decided we were, and actually it might not be a mini, it might be really long, who knows, but. Uh, well, the plan is for it to be a mini, uh, but you know what, knowing us, it could go for hours, so welcome to this special podcast, this special Jax is in America podcast, because yes. obviously um, you've been there for two weeks now. Yes, uh, two weeks. Is it two, 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 two it's weeks? Eggs, uh, actually, sorry, we're recording this and I've been here two weeks. Um, by the time this comes out, it will have been almost three, three weeks. weeks. Wow. Um, and so obviously... Naturally, lots of questions come up yes. um, for lots of reasons. Uh, you know, you've moved from Australia to the United States. Uh, uh-huh. Some might say an interesting decision given the uh, world we're living in right now, but obviously yeah. it was your dream. Uh, exactly. You won the green card lottery. Uh, I have had people ask me um, as I've been talking to them about mm. the fact that, you know, my my co-host has left me. Um, they're like, <laughs> how do you enter the green card lottery and how does that work as in, you know, do they just call a name every six months or what? So can it's you not, maybe to begin yeah, talk, us through, sure. t- talk us through the green card process? So it's not like um, you might be thinking it's like when you're drafted for the war. It's not like that. 
<laughs> or like <laughs> lotto draws on TV yeah, where there's yeah, a girl in not, a sequin dress. No, it is not that. <laughs> Um, disappointing. So that is disappointing, yes. But uh, so what it is, um, and it's been going for I think like thirty or forty years now. Um, they basically the US decided in the eighties that they get a lot of immigrants from you know two or three or four countries, and not a lot of immigrants from other countries. So they I- implemented this diversity visa lottery system, and every year um, they choose fifty thousand people to get green cards from mm-hmm. uh, underrepresented countries around the world. Um, and you can just apply for free online. Um, I think it's uh, – I don't know what the website is. Google it. There's a lot of scams that will make you want to pay. Look for the one that says .gov um, and you don't have to pay. You just is submit it, – yeah. It, it's like organised by the American government, right? There's like no yes. association with the Australian government. No, no, or, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and so each – But each they co- pick – do they pick a certain amount of Australians? Is that well, how you – Theoretically, so each country, there's the rule where no one country can get more than 7% of visas or something like that that are available. So there's generally like two or 3,000 of the 50,000 that go to Australian, New Zealand, Fiji kind of people. So um, 14 million people apply from around the world. I don't know how many apply from specifically our area. Um, Mm. But out of all those people, they give two or 3,000 every year. And uh, two years ago, we were two of the people who got them. And so when you enter it, are you Mm. entered for life or is it? No, you have to enter every year separately. So we've been entering for a number, or I've been entering for a number of years just because it's something that I always wanted to do. And of course, the year that it happened, happened to be the time that- (laughs) The worst possible time to go to Literally a month after we received our passports back from the consulate, uh, COVID hit. So, of course, that's the way it worked. Um, and so once you, because a lot of people don't know, but yeah. uh, when we were working together uh, in Melbourne on on Kiss, you, during the Easter holidays during COVID, when we were all in lockdown, you yes. pissed off to America <laughs> yeah, for yeah. like Snuck away hours. and didn't tell yeah. anyone for eight months. Yeah, so it's my, true. my question is, with mm. the... Uh, the 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 what am I trying to say? Um, the process. So once you're offered, once you go, they call you or email you and go, "Hello, you've won the green yep. card lottery." Yeah. What what was the process that meant that you had to go be in America for twelve hours? Yeah, right. And then spend two weeks in hotel quarantine. Here. Yeah. So you get the you get selected, and you get given a number, and you know your number could be higher, it could be low, and based on your number, it basically your number determines your likelihood of getting a green card effectively. So right. they, they over they over select because they have to give out fifty five thousand green cards every every year and some people don't some people forget to apply. Some people decide <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Some people, yeah. you know, lots and lots of different reasons. So they have to give out fifty five thousand so they over select. So anyway, you take your number, you go online, you do the application and then eventually they email you and they say, you have to come for an interview at the consulate in Sydney. So you you go to Sydney and then you go to the consulate and you do this interview and they say, congratulations, we've approved you. Or they say, if you're unlucky, too bad, get out. Um, I don't know if that happens that often. Thanks for coming to Sydney. Yeah, I imagine (laughs) it does. Anyway, so they approved us and then they give you a visa uh, that has 
six months validity. Basically, you have to get a medical that costs a lot of money. You have to get a medical that says you're good and you don't have tuberculosis or HIV, so you are someone we want in the country. Um, random, right? So anyway, so your your medical is valid for six months and that's the when your visa expires. So you have to get in the country before your visa expires to get your actual green card. Otherwise, it's gone. You've, you've lost it. See you later. And did you leave? Did you leave the airport when? Because you, you went to San Fran. Did you leave yes. the airport? Uh, so we flew in. So the the reason we had to get in at that time is Trump sent out this t- tweet, right? And I mean Trump, right? That was so long ago. <laughs> wasn't that long ago? Oh, he sent out this Trump tweeting. Tw- yeah, right. He sent out this tweet saying we're going to close all our borders to new immigrants. <laughs> and so we we're like, fuck, we've got to get over. Otherwise, we're going to lose our fucking green cards. So anyway, so we did he end up doing that? He did, he did. And it it made it really hard for a lot of people. Thankfully, not us. Um, Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we flew over, we got to San Fran and we got on the air. There's an air train at San Fran that takes you sort of around the airport because it's a large airport. Um, And so we air trained around to the hotel at the airport and we walked in and it was 6am. We were supposed to check in at 3 and I said, have you got a room available? And she said, you wouldn't believe it, we do, because, of course, it was right in the middle of the very start of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we went up and we ordered Uber Eats and then we went to sleep and then we woke up and we ordered Uber Eats and then we got on the air train and we went back on a plane. Oh, my God. And then you spent two weeks in hotel quarantine all the while. We were doing – so, question, because uh, as a team, uh, you were still working with us, like I said – Yes. We did like a couple of quiz nights, I remember those holidays. Yeah. Were you in hotel quarantine? Because you always had the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> background. Remember, yeah, there was a San Fran background that. that I was like, yeah. oh, guys, oh, what a joke. I'm in San Jace Fran. specifically yeah. was making fun of you. Oh, look, he's in yes. San Fran and you actually yeah. fucking were. I actually I just was have no for idea a brief how you, time. I just don't even know how you kept that a secret. Did you tell anyone at work, anyone? No, not one person. I, I I couldn't do it. I just cannot keep a secret. Like I, I can, but, I mean, I always tell one person. I'd either yeah, tell my yeah, partner yeah. or my no, best friend just, or, like, someone I'm close to at work. I didn't really want to make it a thing. And the whole time, you know, there's been lots of things that we've had to do for this process and I didn't really want to make it a thing because there are, there are points along the way in which it might not happen. And, you know, even once, once you arrive here, you're like, okay, well, this – you know, this this could change our lives forever or, you know, we could come back in we might struggle finding work and we could come back, you know. So yeah. I didn't really want to make it. I mean, obviously moving is a huge thing that we had to make, but I didn't want to make the process a thing because, you know, you do all this stuff and then what happens if you don't get it? And then people are like, oh, you did all this and now you you don't even get it. Like, yeah. you know. I know. You're quite you're quite like that. You're quite uh, cards close to the chest, whereas I'm like, yeah. guys, guess what? I'm moving to America, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Obviously, as well, like the question uh, for a lot of us poor Aussies, um, yes. and because particularly on this side of the world, um, mm. you know, we've got Australians and Kiwis. Um, we haven't been able to fly internationally. We've no. just opened the Australia-New Zealand um, travel bubble, so we can mm-hmm. go between countries. A lot of people, a lot of us, still have not flown internationally. Um, what was the process like for um, in terms of like flight? Because we know. Um, I'm talking the international flight, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. anything weird that happened or any like cool differences or shitty differences in the process of traveling? Yeah. 
So at the moment in Australia, if you live overseas or you're moving overseas or you are spending a minimum of three months overseas and you're going for, they call it a compelling reason, um, which our compelling reason was we're moving. We're not coming back. So, you know, they don't want you to come back because they don't want you to bring COVID back in, right? So they'll let you go, but they don't want you to come back. Um, (laughs) So that's why, that's basically why there's the the restrictions in place, right? So we were able to get out because we're moving. Um, And we got to the airport and there was all these people around and it turns out the day that we flew over here is the day that the bubble opened with New Zealand and there was all these people around this Qantas desk and I was like, where the fuck are all these people going? New Zealand, right? So um, we we wandered over down to the American Airlines desk and there's literally no one there except a border border security person who was like, do you guys have an exemption to leave? And we were like, yes, we do. And we showed it to her and she was like, okay, great, no worries. Um, no queue at the check-in, which is the best. Um, that is so awesome. Was security really fast and like customs and all of that? Yeah, it was all super quick and because – um, because they just opened the bubble, they had the smart gates open. So when we when we flew the first time, you had to go and see a person, and that took a while. But they have you know the smart gates where you scan your passport. So oh yeah, where the you smart get gates. your photo taken. Yeah, there's like and there was a f- there was a few people around Sydney Airport terminal because they were flying to New Zealand, but so quiet. It was so nice. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, think airports that's are normally thing- so hectic. Yeah, and and busy, and you you have this yeah. underlying feeling of anxiety the whole time because you're like, yep. what if the customs queue is four hours yep. long? My flight's yep. in three hours. What Absolutely. am I going to do? It must have been so relaxing. But um, I think I saw on your Insta stories there was nothing open food wise except for a Mrs. Fields, was it? Yeah. So shop? we 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 were like, <laughs> okay, I guess Mrs. Fields it is, and we got a uh, um. They do toasties there, don't they? Yeah, so uh, we got a toasty, and that was a good little. I mean, it was it was a breakfast. But I tell you what, so we got on the flight, and there's like thirty people on the flight. Um, they moved everyone up to. So we bought extra legroom because I was like, we're going to be away from everyone, and we're going to have a sick time. Anyway, they they upgraded everyone in economy to extra legroom. So I was like, what a waste of six hundred bucks. Oh um, no! Yeah, That's right. So shit. Oh, Six hundred <laughs> um, bucks. But still, like, I mean, it was the best way to fly because there's like fuck all people there, and the food you, actually, yeah, yeah, no, no, go go tell your food. I'll ask my question after. The food was, I mean, I hate, despise airline food, right? I Fucking love hate it. plain food. I love it. The food was pretty good. It was mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. It was, uh, there was like a, yeah. a meat pie, which was nice. It was actually quite – I mean, if you're going to fly without flying business, this that was the way to go. I mean, basically business in a small seat. My question was going to be because um, – well, first, how many people were on your flight to yeah, America? Yeah, so I reckon I would say about 30 Okay, um, and they're massive planes, right? So you still flew on. Yeah, so, so there's still the um the you know the the seven eight the Dreamliner the seven eight seven. So they they're built to hold I don't know three or four hundred people. Um, the entirety of normal economy was empty, um because they moved everyone up to extra legroom. So everyone was in extra legroom. There was I think two people in premium, and I couldn't see business, so I'm not sure how many people were there. But um, <laughs> there's literally like thirty of us, and it was just it was super chill. I mean, it was probably the easiest flight I've ever done. Did everyone spill it? I still remember my first international flight. I was mm. flying to Thailand and it was nine hours and it was overnight. Um, so you get yep. tired, obviously, and you'd like mm-hmm. to sleep. Um, and my parents were like, oh, as soon as the seatbelt light goes off, go to the back of the plane and, and see if there's enough room for um, if there's a yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the empty row. Spare, yeah, spare row. So 
that your plane would have been full of empty rows. Did everyone just get up and move to an empty row? Well, they didn't have to because they all had empty rows. We had a whole row to ourselves and there was a whole row behind us. Then there was one man behind that. Um, there was a over on the complete other side of the plane to us was um, a mum with her three kids and they had about three or four rows to themselves. So, the, yes, they moved around our we moved around our own rows, but we didn't have to move to the back of the plane because we literally had whole rows available yeah, yeah. around us. So did you, like, just get to, like, lie out and sleep, like, almost as good as you would if you were, like, you know, maybe not at home, obviously, but, you know, you get to lie down essentially and Yeah, and I mean, the hard, part, the hard part was it was a 9 a.m. flight, so we just slept, so that made it difficult to sleep. But, um, yeah, right. Otherwise, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty comfy. Mm. Uh, but now, you do other- you do have to wear a mask is the other thing, is you have to wear a mask oh. the whole time you're on the plane. And you have to test negative, particularly to go to the U.S., you have to test negative. So, I mean, there was no yeah. risk. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we all had Still. to wear masks the entire flight, which, you know, is we're used to wearing masks now. Um, mm. but 20 hours I mean, at a time, though, is a bit much. That's a lot. Yeah, so, so it yeah. was, um, I mean, you know, it's new. It's it's just, and, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're all wearing masks on domestic flights and all that, but uh, it's it, so doing it on a 13-and-a-half-hour like- flight. Yeah. Oh, nah. Did you? I. I even know, like, walking around shopping centers here, like when we were when we had mandatory mask rules in Melbourne, which only recently wrapped up. Anyway, it's only been a month. I think that we haven't had them. Um, Mm. Like even just walking around for an hour, I just be like, fuck. I just want to get this shit off. Same as at work when we had to have them on at work all the time. I know I'd like go to the loo. I agree. Or like a private room. I mean, for me, um, I have my own booth, so I could take my mask off in the booth. Yes. Did you? So did like, I. So when we when we worked together, I had my own like yeah. little officey part, and I would yeah, always yeah. take my mask off because I found it so annoying. Yeah. But um, it's interesting coming here because we landed, and you know, coming from Melbourne where there's no COVID to here, and look, the cases in California are really good. They're the lowest in the whole of the country. The vaccination rate is really high. The risk is low, yeah. but there's still two or three hundred cases every day in LA. There's still two and a half thousand cases in the whole of California. There's a lot of people. So, you know, you're talking about 12 million people just in LA. So 200 cases out of 12 million people is pretty good, right? And they're, and they're in the middle of reopening. But it's still like like when we were hitting our peak in Melbourne, that's when we were at two or three hundred cases a day, right? So it, it's kind of scary. and pretty much full on lockdown. Yeah. yeah, and so we're wearing masks now. We're wearing two masks and I'm actually yeah. – I don't know if it's just a mental thing or whatever, but I'm actually finding it quite comfortable because I don't know if it's just like, well, this is going to protect me so, you know, I don't want to take it off and I am happy to just have it on because – yeah. Yeah, you know? I feel like for me, any time with the masks, I as annoying as they were, I was always like, I'm happy to wear them in places that are high risk, supermarkets, shopping yeah. centers, all of that. I remember being frustrated with the one with the rule at work because we were in a bubble anyway. If one of us got it, we were all going to get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you work, yeah, yeah. You, you work, you, you, you know, yes, we were doing everything we could to sterilize after after shifts and you know not share mic socks and all of that. But yeah, you know, there's we touch the same computers and the same desks. Like, if one of us got it we're all going to get it so the mask rule at work frustrated me um but as well adding to your i'm guess living levels of comfort is you've had Mm. your first vaccination yes so we got here and day one basically we got our first shot uh pfizer mental Um, crazy so yeah so now two weeks in we're like i mean i think it's something like 80 percent effective two weeks in so even though, you know, we're like, oh, shit, you know, and I think it's good until we're fully vaccinated to keep that level of paranoia. Mm. Um, 
it, it is comforting to know that we're protected and that in the next three weeks we will be fully vaccinated, fully protected against, you know, COVID. Yeah. It's um, uh, here in Australia and I think New Zealand um, is in a fairly similar situation to us in that um, our rollout is going pretty slow. Pretty poorly, um, right? We've just opened – it was interesting um, – so here in Victoria, they've just opened it to the over 50s. So every, anyone over the age right. of 50 can go get a vaccine. And, and so is that AstraZeneca, right, still? Uh, predominantly, yes, but they yeah. are using Pfizer jabs still for people yeah. who are high risk and uh, working uh-huh. in high risk industries. Um, but it was interesting, I was talking to my mum. who. Uh, so here in Victoria, you literally just call a helpline and you book in and you uh-huh. can get in if as long as you're over 50. Um, yeah. I was talking to my mum who lives in Sydney, New South Wales, which is a different state, and uh, yes. I was like, oh, so have you and Dad booked in to get your vaccination? She's like, they're not ready for us yet. Even though the rollout has opened to her age group, they actually cannot book in to get a jab really? yet because in New South Wales they're not ready. They don't have the mass vaccine hubs. So yeah, right. in terms, I guess, mm. for you, like because most of our people who listen to this podcast are from Australia or New Zealand, um, how different is it there in terms of like what's the process? Do you just call a number? Do you rock up? Do you what ID do you need? Like what's the process? So we um, the vaccine is free to everyone. You do have to provide ID. We provided our passports. Um, so you jump online. Well, actually, sorry. I jumped online and found an appointment for the, uh, the whatever it was, day one that we got got in um, and I just booked it and it tells you exactly what um, what vaccine you're getting. The purpose is not so that you can vaccine shop necessarily because obviously you shouldn't. But um, the purpose is that you're going to need two shots, so you're going to need to know what one it is because when you book your second shot, you need to book the same shot. The same so, one, yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, so you theoretically could vaccine shot, but you shouldn't. Anyway. Yeah, of uh, not. So we rocked up. We talked to it, – it's all outdoors. You walk over to the first station. You say, this is who I am. They give you a form to fill out. They take a photo of your ID. You walk over to the, the nurse and she says – any symptoms of this, any allergic reactions to that, and you say, nope. And then you walk over to the, the the people who are giving out the doses and they just stick it in your arm and then you walk over to a little waiting area. You wait your 15 minutes to make sure you don't get an allergic reaction mm-hmm. and that's it. And while you're waiting, there's a little QR code on the wall and you can scan it and book in your second appointment. And, and wow. in fact, this, this weekend in California or in, in LA, uh, they've – open it up without appointments because um, they're trying to just get everyone vaccinated as soon as they can. So you can just rock up at a, at a vaccine centre and get your vaccine if you want. Are they doing it in doctor's office? So here a big part of the rollout yeah. is like using GPs and stuff. Obviously I'm, right. I'm assuming for certain groups they'd probably be using doctor's offices. But is the idea that for Gen Pop it's just like go to a vaccine clinic, like they've got yes. them all set up? Because they've got like drive throughs as well, don't they? Because they haven't yeah. done that here yet. Yeah, so there's drive through, there's walk up, there's, there's whatever you want and it's just literally they're just everywhere. They're dotted around and – you know, if you find one, if you can make an appointment there, they, they're doing them at um, pharmacies, they're doing them just in, in medical clinics, but they're not, you know, you don't have to go into the medical clinic, they're just outside and you can just sort of rock up or make an it's appointment. Just, it's so frustrating listening to, I'm, I'm like obviously happy for people in the US, but like it's so mm. frustrating as an Aussie because so many of us just want to get jabbed um, 
Yeah, absolutely. We know that it's our key to like getting back so that we can fly over and see you and we can do the podcast in person one day. Yeah. Um, And like, oh, that'd be good. I know, right? But and to me, I'm like, for us, we're 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 well, we are actually smaller in population and smaller in 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 size and. I don't know why it's so regimented here and why it's taking yeah. so long and it's I, just look, so I think, freaking frustrating. I think the thing that's particularly frustrating for Australians, right, uh, is that, you know, the UK and the US, they've had this emergency, they had to get the vaccine out and they had issues along the way too. But Australia was delayed at the beginning mm. and had the time to kind of figure out, okay, this is what mm. they're doing overseas, this is the issues they've encountered and yeah. kind of develop a plan to mitigate that. But it seems like... That hasn't happened and they've just yeah. they've come into it and found all the same issues that everyone else has had and gone, oh, gee, who could ever have seen this coming? <laughs> yeah, let's not get too political on those podcasts. But, yes, I understand. But that's really cool. I'm like it's we were um, here um, at where you used to work and we were sitting there and everyone's like, did you see Jack's got his vaccination? <laughs> we were just like, what the hell? Um, I was wondering if you'd be willing to talk about your experience in Las Vegas because we spoke sure. to you, yes. like, I think you were a day or two in and I could see, we FaceTimed and I could see the look on your face. You looked like, uh, I don't, I, you looked it so was, scared. And, it and was like, kind of zombie apocalypse vibes. Like yeah. it was. You were like it, taking yeah. a long time to answer our questions and I was like, Jax, you, you okay there? And you're like, yep, yep, I've just, yep, um, yep, cool. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> so... What happened yeah, yeah. So, in Las Vegas? Uh, well, first of all, why did you plan to go to Vegas? Okay, so the the we planned to go to Vegas because it was going to be cheap. It was going to be 10 days of cheap accommodation um, without getting into too much detail. We had a timeshare deal. It was really, you know, it was a nice hotel and it was not going to be very expensive and I thought great way to just get in, chill out a bit, hang out yeah. in a nice sort of room for not very much money. Yeah. When we booked it, it was right in the middle of when LA had their super-duper spike, right, when they were just absolutely just thousands of deaths every day and it was thousands of cases and it was not looking good for LA. At the same time, Vegas was looking great. There was like basically no COVID there. Um, Vegas wasn't open and I thought, great idea. Go to Vegas chill out where it's pretty quiet, there's not much COVID, and then hopefully by that time LA will have cooled its jets a bit and, and we can go back there. Yeah. Turns out in the time that it took <laughs> for us to get over, Vegas opened. So now yeah. Vegas is at like 50% capacity everywhere and dining Which and stuff would be like massive. Like it would be so many people, 50% of Vegas. like 100%, right, and there's shows opening and all the restaurants are open and – the hotel was just full of people, full yeah. of people. And so we got there and we were like, Sh-. and the thing we noticed because we spent one night in LA first mm-hmm. because we didn't want to drive, you know, the four hours to Vegas as soon as we got off the plane. Yeah. And, and in LA where we were, everyone was very respectful. Everyone wore masks even outside. Yeah. Everyone was following the rules. People wouldn't get in the elevator if you're in the elevator. Vegas, different Completely different kettle of fish. So people yeah, right. would get in the elevator, people would, you know, and people sharing ele- you know, elevator space with you. Not everyone wore masks. People would walk past you a little bit more. I mean, I don't want to say selfish, but, you know, and the hard part is a lot of people here are vaccinated, right? And the the the, the government have just said if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore. Mm. So 
but it's hard to know if the people not wearing masks are vaccinated or, or if they're just anti maskers. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you don't, and it's not something that you. You know, you don't wear a badge on your chest being like, I'm an exactly, anti-masker. I'm, I mean, exactly, some, or I'm vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you just have no freaking idea. Exactly. And Did you, know, you see anything like that, like people that were obviously anti-maskers? Like did you mm. see people being called out for wearing a mask or anything like that? No. Um, we saw a few Trump uh, bumper stickers. So, mm. you know. They, okay, so, so you know where weird. they sit. Yeah, it was pretty full on. But, um, you know, pretty much it seemed like people had just flocked to Vegas for a holiday. They spent a year in lockdown, Vegas had opened and people had gone there for a holiday. And it's hard to ascertain whether because, you know, if you're fully vaccinated and you wanted a holiday, Vegas is probably a place you would go. But it's yeah. hard to know whether those people are vaccinated or just like, fuck COVID, it's not real, I'm going on a holiday. So Mm-mm. we didn't really yeah. feel comfortable. And the the worst part about it was that it was day two. So, you know. Now we're two weeks in, we've been able to assess the risk around here. We kind of know what's safe, what's not, where we feel comfortable, how many people being around makes us feel comfortable, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Day two, we were literally like, there's COVID here. <laughs> and and then and then we're around people who aren't wearing masks and yeah. who aren't socially culture distancing. Shock. It would have been yeah. a massive culture shock and quite scary given, like I think in America it's been different as well. They haven't been as quick exactly. to go into lockdowns and exactly. stuff here. We literally get one case and everyone's like, well, we're locking down. It's crazy. Exactly. It's so and that, different. That, that, and that it makes changes it harder as well. Yeah, yeah, it makes exactly. it harder as well because, you know, you're, you're sitting here like, you know, here they're getting 200 cases a day and they're like, great, we can reopen. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fuck, 200 hell? cases a day. That's a <laughs> lot. Know, that, that, that was scary when we were in that in Melbourne, you know, but it's, um, just, it's just different and there's yeah. different risk. And, and they actually like they're speaking about like in the reopening, they're like, you know, today we're moving to a new tier, a new reopening tier, the, the you know, the least restrictive tier mm. other than full open. And it's things like in the in the language it's like restaurants at 50% or 200 people or if you if everyone in the restaurant is vaccinated or has tested negative, 75%, you know, wow. and it's this sort of, you know, stuff so that, you know, I mean, places can hold events for fully vaccinated people. Gotcha. Or people you can negative, have a vax so. wedding right. and be like, yeah, hey, guys, right? we can have all of our family at the wedding but you yeah. all have to be vaccinated. Exactly. Is and there really- much going on with people proving that they're vaccinated? Like is well, there a certificate get, that people yeah, are carrying yeah. so, around? So you get a little, um, you, you can get it on your phone too, but you get a little, when you get vaccinated, you get a card, an official government card that has the dates that you were vaccinated. And so fully vaccinated is two weeks post your second shot. And so if it's, right. if it's not, if you're not two weeks post your second shot, according to the official card, then you're not classified as fully vaccinated. So it's all very, they're t- all taking it very seriously, but it's a real change of kind of, you know, of the way that things are that, you know, we're used to in Melbourne because mm. it's all this stuff about vaccination. And I heard on the radio last night, um, whoever it was, was chatting to Tones and I <laughs> and talking about how there's concerts in Australia and stuff. And he literally asked her, so you're having a concert, right? Is that a matter of like everyone who's attending is fully vaccinated or something like that? And I was <laughs> no like. No one would be there. <laughs> no one would be. Um, all the 80-year-olds all the who have been. Actually, though, my grandparents, both over 80, neither of them have had their vax yet. Like it's, it's really? crazy. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anyone who has. Nope. Oh, I do know one person. There was a um, a guy who's over fifty who works in the mm. newsroom that I work in, and um, uh-huh. 
he came in this morning and I saw on Facebook last night. He's like, well, got my vaccination. And he's wow. he's got a card. He pulled out his card yeah, yeah. and showed me. So we're obviously implementing something similar here. But, yeah, he's the only person I know wow. who has received any jabs. Um, yeah, meanwhile in America it's more than half the population. Well, exactly. I think it's a third. A hundred million people are fully vaccinated. Yeah. Another 140 million have had at least one dose. And then yeah, Biden's wow. trying to get to 70% of people to have at least one dose by um, July the 4th, which is pretty yeah. impressive. And there's, you know, there's parts of, like there's parts of LA County where 80% of people have had at least one dose. And there's parts where people over 60, 88 or 90 or 95% of them are all fully vaccinated. Like it's yeah. it's wild. And it actually, it kind of, to me, I'm sort of looking at it going, this this is the like this looks like the way out of the pandemics, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's it's kind of wild. I mean, it's it's kind of exciting in a way. I mean, it's still scary because there's still cases around, but it's kind of yeah. exciting because I'm like, they're looking at you know, there's talk about opening the whole country without any restrictions, you know, by the middle of summer, and it's like, yeah. whoa, yeah, that's awesome. Um, sorry, but quickly touching back on Las Vegas, you guys actually yes. left earlier than you were supposed to. Oh, yeah, to. So, sorry, yeah, so ten, uh, we were supposed to be there for 10 days. We stayed one night and then get got the fuck got out, out of there. We were got like, the heck fuck out of this. Dodge. Yeah, so no, we went to enough. we went to Hollywood and we stayed at the beautiful Magic Castle Hotel. Thank you to them. They were, I mean, we didn't get any deal or anything, but they they kind of <laughs> saved like, us. I'm like, hang on a second. Ab. Are you getting free hotels in America? No, no, no. I wish, but they're, they're just really good. The guy who runs <laughs> it, he's really nice. He's a good dude. So I'll give him a free plug. Why not? So you've uh, you're in LA, um, I guess. Yeah. What's 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 day to day life? Have you found a job? Like, where? What's the no. next few weeks looking like for you and uh, Mrs. Vegetable? Uh, so it's been weird because you know normally, and when you're traveling, when it's not in a pandemic, you can do things like go out to eat, you can go to the movies, you can do yeah. all this sort of stuff that we can't currently do, and even you know restaurants are open. But, mm. you know, we don't necessarily feel safe dining in a restaurant when we're not fully vaccinated mm-hmm. um, unless it's outside away from literally everyone and, you know, you can't really request, hey, I want to dine here but I want to be outside and I want you to move me away from absolutely everyone and not even <laughs> speak to me and not bring me my you, food. Yeah. Are you doing like takeaway? Because like obviously lots of yeah. open air spaces in LA, you're yeah. like grabbing some food and going to a park or the beach or whatever. So we're, do- we're doing a lot of takeaway and eating it in the car. <laughs> Stay oh, away from lovely. people, which is very sad. <laughs> um, and we're doing, um, they do curbside pickup for almost everything here. So you can literally jump on the Target app, order what you need, rock up in your car and pop the boot and they stick it in your boot or the trunk yeah, nice. as they call it here. Um, same with same with groceries. Um, so we're doing lots of that. But it kind of feels, it's a little bit, uh, it's hard because we don't have jobs. We're trying to look for jobs. We're trying to look for a place to live. We're trying to sort of sort all that out without yeah. kind of going around other people. Yeah. Um, and it's tricky. And it, it kind of feels a little bit like, it, it literally was like going back in time because we're going back to a, a point where we're reopening and where we've now, you know, we spent much of last, you know, the end of last year and the start of this year pretty normal going out, eating at restaurants. Yeah. You know, I was going yeah, to work the whole time. Yeah, it's super normal here now. Yeah, like I, everywhere I've been lately, nighttime, daytime, Everywhere it's been packed, um, yeah. We because we don't have any cases. We've got none. There's it's yeah, not like yeah, oh, yeah. there's a few cases. We are we are 
clear, like clear. here in Melbourne. Exactly. A couple of quarantine leaks, like here and there, but they're within quarantine, right? So yeah, the yeah. rules around the people who it's getting to is, is much stricter. They're being tested every day, so it's being caught yeah. much quicker. Um, but yeah, like we're 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 pretty free here. Yeah, Same as New so, Zealand. Like it's just yeah. Live your so life. it's weird because it's literally like going back in time, and I'm feeling like we. Uh, you know, we, we are rightly so spending a lot more time inside in the in the Airbnb here and in the car. But it, it feels, you know, it's it's nice when we go out because it's like oh, this is what we sh- how we should be living our lives and this is how you know we should be uh, experiencing moving to a new country than just staying inside the whole time. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, it's hard because you have to, right? It, it's yeah. still there's still COVID here. Did I see this week that Disney reopened? Mm. Yeah, so I booked yeah, Disneyland. So Disneyland's reopened. Oh, you already, you already got your booking. <laughs> I already got our tickets. I already got our booking. So I'm I'm optimistic because in a few weeks we'll be fully vaccinated, and I've booked in Disneyland, and nice. I think at that point we'll be able to start actually living life normally again. And the cases are dropping so rapidly here that by that point, you know, we'll be getting to these like 200 cases in all of LA's is pretty much nothing, right? So. You know, I'm optimistic that in a few weeks we'll be vaccinated, the cases will be even lower and we'll be living a a relatively normal life again. Yeah, epic. Well, I'm so fucking jealous that you're going to Disney, um, but I'm also (laughs) Yeah, I'm keen. I can't wait. And it's going to be, I think the capacity is like 30%, so there's going to be no queues (gasps) or anything. No line. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The best time to go. How hard was it to get a ticket for Disney? I had to, so I had to jump on a, an online queue, and I spent like nine hours in an online queue the day that the tickets opened. <laughs> Did you have it like open in a tab on your laptop yeah. that you just kept yeah, yeah, walking yeah. back to and checking? Did Pretty it, was much. It like, you are one millionth in the queue. Like no, it's it- it, so it came up and it says. Uh, you are in the queue and it says estimated wait time more than an hour. And I was like, okay, well, that's very vague. And then nine hours later it was like estimated wait time 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, well, that's good. At least I've progressed. And then so I bought the tickets and then I you have to reserve a day. So I reserved yeah. the days and, uh, yeah, so but that, that will be fun. It will be an experience at least. And I'll chuck it on Instagram so you can see it at Made for America. Maybe we should do um, uh, uh, Can We Help You Go to Disneyland episode as well. Oh, we nice. Great find idea. Out, find out about the best way to visit Disney uh, in yes. these interesting times. Not that most people who listen to the podcast can do it, but I'm sure we'd all like yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I'd love to go to Disneyland. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Just, I don't just know if I'll over. fly to America right now for it. <laughs> hey, it's good here in LA. It's good here in LA. I'll t- I'll s- I will say that. We're very happy for you. Um, oh, thank and you. And, yes, it sounds like things are definitely on the up and will only keep getting better. Now you've just got to find a job. Yes. If anyone out there is listening to this and has a job for me to do, I will, I will do almost anything because at the moment it's not looking good. You'll be right. You'll get there. It just takes time. Finding a job is shit for most people. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. But everyone here is looking for a job and I'm new, so, <sighs> you know. You'll get somewhere. Are you applying? Are you going to apply for like restaurants or Walmart or bloody liquor stores or whatever? I haven't quite devolved to that level yet, but I will. So you're, tr- you're still sticking it. in your industry for now. For, for now, we'll see what happens. Everything, okay. fingers and toes, Jacks. Fingers and toes. Well, thank you, thank you. 
Well, um, thank you for giving us an insight into uh, your no first worries. in Amrika. Um, and thank you for listening to whoever's stuck around this long. I'm sure everyone did because it's it's very fascinating. And like I said, most of our listeners are from – we do have a few listeners in the US, but we do have majority from Australia and New Zealand. So I know we're all fascinated about the idea of moving country, particularly somewhere like the US, which has been right now. all over the pl- – like. In the news, there's been so much political drama and, and you know, the COVID yeah. cases and everything, so it's quite interesting for us to to hear about your experiences um, moving over there, so thanks. Well, no worries. I hope it's been a little bit interesting at least. Um, Definitely. And, hey, don't forget that our name is changing this weekend, so we're, we're moving from Help Me Rhonda to Can We Help You. So yes. just a little. I just thought I'd throw that in there in case you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've forgotten. Or you didn't listen <laughs> last week maybe. Maybe you yeah. didn't listen. Maybe you're new here. Welcome. Thanks Welcome. for listening <laughs> to this random <laughs> podcast of yeah. three people talking about. Bit of a about. strange episode to start on. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if, if you expect this to be how the episodes continue, I'm sorry, this is not normal. Yes. This is not how no. we normally do it. No. But if you have any questions and you want any life advice, send yes. it through. Send yes. it through. And that's uh, currently at Help Me Ronda on Instagram, but that will change very soon. <laughs> Help Me Ronda podcast, yes. Follow us. You can still send questions there whenever you for want. For now, um, for the next couple yeah. of days. Stay tuned. We'll be around. But, yeah, can we help yeah. you? Um, the brand-new name but the not-brand-new podcast is uh, having its first episode on Saturday. So keep listening and thank you for listening to this. Thank you. Love you all. See you on the weekend. Goodbye. Well, actually, you'll hear us Bye. on the weekend. We won't see yeah. you. Yeah, no. We'll be we'll in your ears on the weekend. As yeah. Dip. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Chat Bye. Goodbye. Talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 